Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of the Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. Unauthorized, unscripted, unintimidated. How, I mean, how are we going to be intimidated when we got Tony Atterburn standing in front of us? Like, good luck <laughs> trying to intimidate us, ladies and gents, and 100% totally unplugged. America Unplugged, ladies and gents, thank you for being back yet another week. I hope it was a pleasant one and a productive one for each and every one of you. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, Billy the Kid, and, uh, and I'm here with the usual suspects, as, as usual. That's why they're the usual suspects. Tony Atterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. Tell them what's up, man. Well, great to be here, Billy, but I'm a little upset I wasn't invited to Bilderberg. Um, was it was it something I said? Um, maybe. Maybe. You think they got all their pizza delivered from the Comet Ping Pong? Probably. They're in D.C., right? So I, I think that is their pizza of choice, uh, Comet Ping Pong. You know, um, so, yeah, most likely that's what they did. Um, you know, I... We're so close, uh, at least uh, Don and I. We should have went down there. But um, I, I wasn't aware that, that this was taking place up until I saw it on the front page of Drudge Report. And we will talk about that in just a second with the legendary Don Jeffries. What's up, sir? Uh, great to be with you guys, as always. And, you know, the, the Bilderberg has been here in Chantilly, which is in my county. And I, and I don't know. My son and I were going to go there one year. I, I, I don't know why we didn't. It's pretty ridiculous. But because they've had it several times here but uh but it's good to know i mean one of us could be invited apparently because they invited some white hats so you had uh, mike pompeo and uh uh jared wow. kushner you know they're big guys here for the trump industry. so they're there so wow. just let you any cute people out there watching understand that uh, they're in there with the Bilderbergers. so i'm sure that uh there's gonna be a lot of disagreement between them well sure there will be yeah <laughs> lots of disagreements it's gonna be i mean th th there might be some fights that break out and at this point it's going to be reported into the mainstream because, you know, it's no longer a secret. And this is what I want to talk to you guys about. Right. And we've spoken about it before, but this is uh, right now the, the perfect time to do so because it's so evident. Chris in the chat says they got some hot dogs, too. Yes, they did. Probably. <laughs> They're eating them right now. Anyway. So. So, yeah. You know, um, I remember I am old enough to remember when Bilderberg was a secret. And it was a conspiracy theory. And if you mentioned Bilderberg, people said you were crazy. I had people in my family tell me how crazy I was for talking about this group um, that, that got together secretly and, you know, plotted uh, what would happen in the next year for the world. And now it's open, you know, it's, it's open source. Everybody can go look at it. It's there, you know, and, uh, and it's, it's reported in the mainstream casually. The Bilderberg group is meeting this year and, Washington, D.C., um, as they do every year since 1950, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? And then they just keep going and going and going. And natural, nothing to see here. It's all good. Is there really nothing to see here at this point? Um, uh, we still concentrate on the in the alternative media on Bilderberg quite heavily. And I think 
um, there is some merit to it and we should continue. But uh, like area um, 51 or area 54, which is it? 51. Area, area, like area 51, 51 which is legendary, right? <laughs> Studio 54, which Donald Trump used to hang out with when, and, and, and dress in, in all types of stuff. You go check that. Um, but anyway, um, like Area 51, which is legendary, they probably don't keep the aliens there anymore, right? Because everybody knows about it. They keep the aliens somewhere else, right? So Bilderberg, in my opinion, is the same. While stuff goes on there, we get we get detailed lists of who's attending now. And it's openly discussed in outlets like the Drudge Report, which is one of the top 10, at least it was. It's probably still at least one of the top 20 websites in the world. So everybody who wants to know does know. And people who um, possibly didn't want to know, they know now too about the Bilderberg Group. It's a real deal. It's the real thing. But I'm thinking... You know, after being exposed to the the the, the CNP uh, and uh, and groups like that that are ultra secretive and and they get some play in the mainstream now too, but not as much as the Bilderberg Group does. I'm thinking that they've shifted, even though there is policy that's dictated here. I, I'm thinking that they've gone somewhere else and allowed us to see this because they, I mean, they didn't want it covered before and they were very successful. And now, whether whether it's um. The people that have pushed this, whether it's an organic thing or, or whether they've decided to lift the veil and go somewhere else, either way, you know, I just don't think that uh, all the stuff um, that typically would get decided there still gets decided there. I think they're somewhere else now. I don't know if that's me just being a, a big conspiracy theorist or what. Tony Adderburn, what's up, brother? Well, I think it's uh, probably a little bit of both, um, you know, conspiracy theory to conspiracy fact. And I really think this kind of ties into the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission. You know, used to that was uh, also secretive and you were a conspiracy theorist. And now it's just everyone is, you know, it's kind of like you go back to Joe McCarthy's list. You know, he had the list of like 150 communists inside the State Department uh, in the 1950s. And that was a big thing. I have this list. Yeah. Well, now I can tell you how many communists are there. You just print off the list of the people that work in the state. Department. <laughs> so again, I, I think it's probably just, it's out in the open. The ruling class are globalists. The ruling class uh, serve the financial interest of the bankers. And we know this now. And right. it's, it's an open secret. It's out there in front. And, and again, they put out their list. And they put out everything that's uh, on their agenda. I, I have the agenda if you want to go over it a little bit later in the show, but it's just all, all the same stuff, you know, uh, uh, geopolitics, pandemic stuff, financial markets, democracy, all these things. These, these are, again, and we talked about uh, yesterday on the show, I was thinking, you know, if you had, if the NFL did this, and I think this was a comparison that Jim Mars made, but the NFL or if, if gasoline retailers in your area started colluding like this and saying, we're going to price it this way, we're going to do it this way, that's illegal, right? But when right. the... When the richest people, most powerful people in the world get together and collude, it's just Bilderberg. <laughs> it's just the Bilderberg group. Don, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts here? Do you think they still carry the same clout that they did before? Well, you know, it's, it's entirely possible that there's a group uh, that this is the, these are the groups that Bohemian Grove, uh, Trilateral Commission, Council of Foreign Relations, that they let us see. I mean, be some dark group somewhere that's it's so secret even the alternative media doesn't know it i don't know but um i do know that i've used for a long time the bilderbergs i think are the greatest evidence we have 
that there is some kind of organized conspiracy because uh, now because of the internet, because of people like Alex Jones going there, uh, other organizations too covering it uh, every year, they can't deny it any longer. For a long time, I think, I think they met for the first time they called the Bilderbergers because they were met in the Hotel Bilderberg. Right. Uh, in 1954, I think it was, and the, the the newspaper, the Spotlight, uh, which became the American Free Press, for which I write now, but I was a loyal subscriber for years. Back in those days, they were the only ones that mentioned it. And uh, James Tucker, who later went on Alex Jones many times, and I don't think Alex Jones ever mentioned the Spotlight. He really, he really should have, because that's where Jim Tucker made his name. Jim Tucker was the first Jim Tucker. Yeah, he was the first one to sneak inside, and he was really creative. He somehow got in there every every year. He got in, and he got a, a you know, so people knew who was attending. He got a like a, a thing of the agenda. But if you just look at the people that are there, uh, these are, and you look at the way the media treated these. This is the same media, and of course we know it's state control media. But if this was a, a celebrity wedding. Or something like I don't know, say Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie were getting married again, or something. A couple of A-listers. Uh, they, the news, the news media would, would risk life and limb to have helicopters fly over and get pictures yeah. of it, and they go nuts. Oh my God, we have to have this. This is the same media, total silence. You know, there's there's royalty there. There's the president of Fiat from Italy, and there's you know there's, there's all these international corporations, and then there you know there's there's talking heads from our television. They're there for some reason, but of course, sworn to never report anything about it, our own politicians. And what gives the game away again? If people would just get out of this left right paradigm, we know. And my son was the one, I guess he heard about it, told me he's on top of these things. Mike Pompeo and uh, Jared Kushner are there to represent the Trump side, I guess. But if all this hatred and hostility is really there and they, they want to prosecute each other, what are they talking about? Because they're supposed to be on the other side. A Pompeo, you know, he goes on Hannity and Fox News and stuff. But what does he possibly have to talk about to these these woke leftists? Again, this is all a game. It's a joke. And I think this thing really shows when when this happens. And I think at this point, uh, part of the, the reason why they're they're reporting it more is they did get caught, but they just don't care anymore. There's no reason. There is no reason to keep things secret because. They've let so much out of the bag. We already know so many things they're doing, and more than half the country doesn't care. They're okay with it. They're at least apathetic, and some of them are fine. They think we're crazy for talking about it. Oh, you're crazy. How many years they say that up at Bohemian Grove? Oh, yeah, I, I had my own family. Oh, oh, sure, I'm sure all these powerful people go up in the woods and worship a giant owl. <laughs> well, then Alex Jones snuck in there and took, and of course, some people some question that because they hate Alex Jones so much. But I don't know; it looks like a real video to me. And uh, you know, Walter Cronkite was the voice of the owl for twenty. I mean, what, Mister? You know, the guy that was the oh man, we I hear people still say we only got people back like Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite was the voice of the owl at Bohemian Grove. He made a, a, a statement once where he was proud to sit at the right hand. Was it the right hand of Satan or something? Some ridiculous thing you know, about the new, new world order. And, of course, he lied his ass off to his dying day about the JFK assassination after, you know, weeping those crocodile tears on TV when he, when, when he first heard about it. So, you know, people need to realize that, that, that uh, this, this stuff is real. And then you have to face it. Why are they doing that? Would, I don't know anyone who would want to worship it. An owl. I mean, make any sense? Why? But they do, and uh, so to me, that's even more interesting than Bilderberg. Bilderberg's a secret organization, but I, I look at Bilderberg kind of as an international version of the Council for Foreign Relations. And if you look at the Council for Foreign Relations roster, 
people, I mentioned Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie has is, is been a long time member of the Council of Foreign Relations. Now, if you can explain that, let me know. I mean, she's a, a vacuous, empty-headed actress. What does she have to do with foreign relations? And I tried <laughs> to contact her when I was writing Survival of the Riches. I, I emailed the, uh, uh, the Council of Foreign Relations several times. And I tried to give them examples of that. One of the baseball commissioners was in there. Uh, people like that are members of the Council of Foreign Relations. And I said, you know, what, for instance, what does this actress have to do? You know, I, I'm trying to figure your name would indicate that you have something to do with foreign relations. I don't understand what an actress would say. So I said, what are the qualifications for membership? So they sent me a membership form. And I said, so I, I really don't think you want Don Jeffries in the Council of Foreign Relations. It'll make your interest, meetings more interesting. But uh, so they never mm -hmm. gave me an idea. But the people, people look at who's in these organizations and then you'll realize the game is is there you know that that that, uh, that the, this opposition is often fake i mean i like tulsi gabbard very much she's been in the council of foreign relations she has a lot of great rhetoric and she i think it was associated with davos or something so you know hate to be cynical but um i don't know what what it means but i do know that uh, whatever whatever mention is made up maybe they think it's better now instead of it isn't Gandhi said first they ignore you, then they ridicule you? So maybe first they ignored us talking about the Bilderbergers. Now they ridicule any mention of it, fun of it. And then I guess what the next one is they then you win. But I, <laughs> that never seems to occur. With all due respect to Gandhi, uh, the never part, the last part never seems to come to true for the people. Wow, you know, um, I I used to pass by the Council on Foreign Relations every day. You know, and um, and and uh, the hairs on my arm would stand up, but um, I'm like, oh, look, you know, George Bush is probably, you know, was in there at some point, and and Donald Rumsfeld, you know, and all those beautiful people uh, that brought us such uh, awesome stuff, right? But everybody knows about the Council for Foreign Relations. I mean, at least here in the alternative media, Bilderberg Group is 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 propped up. Uh, the trilaterals, not to the same degree. Um, the trilaterals is, is is a little bit deeper. Those are for, for people who want to dig a little bit further. And the trilaterals pl played a big role. And there's a lot of crossover between uh, the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission and something like Bilderberg. But also, you know, the, 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 the Council for National Policy, right? And, and that's John Brissom's mm -hmm. um, area yes. that he, yeah. he, he brings out. And... Um, and, and, and I think it's it's a it's it's something that we in the alternative media need to pay more attention to, because like even their Wikipedia page, I just looked it up. It says, uh, where is it? The New York Times described them as a little known club of a few uh, hundred of the most powerful conservatives in the country who meet three times yearly behind closed doors at undisclosed locations for confidential conferences. Like and and you know I mean their membership um list is not to be revealed. Sometimes it's leaked by people like a like a Jim Tucker, you know that that are that are uh, trying to do the same for the CMP, and they're asked not to even name uh name the council by name, not not, not to even mention the name of the organization that they belong to, right? And even uh, like it's it's been a little loose um as of late, uh, you know it was on on uh on Fox News, uh, I forget who was giving a speech. It might've been Trump that was giving a speech and, and they aired it, you know, and, uh, and Trump had to go to them before getting elected, just like Obama had to go to the Bilderberg group before getting elected, right? It's, it's kind of the same, same thing here. So we need to look at that. And then there's another thing called La Cal that I had no, absolutely nothing about, you know, and, and most people don't, 
and and these are the new not new they've they've been around for a long time but these are the very secretive they've they've managed to keep these things under wrap under wraps for the most part you know um and so i think we need to look at that too um as far as the bilderberg group goes i i think they do uh, um have some stroke in the, in the building right because uh they get these people to come. These are some of the most important people in the world. And they said, hey, you've been invited to Bilderberg. They show up. It's like they got the golden ticket by Willy Wonka, right? It's like, whoa, we have to go, right? The head of Pfizer is there now. I wonder what they're talking to him about, right? Maybe that new smallpox vaccine, I mean, uh, uh, monkeypox vaccine that they're going to, I mean, I know they already have one, but Pfizer's going to make their own and, you know, spread it or something. Or for the next pandemic that's coming up, you know, who knows what the hell they're talking to him about. But um, it's now it's taking place here in 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 D.C. and um, it's being revealed to the public. Is is this being done? Tone, why do you think this is being done? And I know you talk, you touched on it just a little bit, and saying that it's a, that 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 you know it's it's a little of both. Maybe it's it's uh, it's being exposed by the people. But if it's being exposed by the people, they're openly allowing it to happen. Do you think they're allowing it to happen because they have no choice? Or they're allowing it to happen because they're trying to reveal something and uh, divert. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, I think their power has been solidified over the decades. And again, mainstream media is not picking this up. Uh, alternative media is, but like I'm on Zero Hedge right now. Um, Zero Hedge, Summit.News, other outlets are talking about Bilderberg. We're talking about Bilderberg. And uh, alternative media has a bigger reach, even with censorship, and more and more people stop believing the teleprompter readers. Um, you know, the, it's funny. I saw yesterday I was talking about on my Instagram feed when I follow, follow RT, and it says next to RT it says state-controlled media because that's the, <laughs> the disclaimer, the disclaimer from Instagram. And I'm like, so my media is not, you know, state-controlled. I mean, the same people that control the government. I think this is an opportunity since. Bilderbergs in D.C., you know, we talked about Karens all through the, the 2020 <laughs> you know, uh, pandemic deal. You know, I want to see the manager. And I think this if you want to see your manager, America, here it is. It's it's basically Bilderberg. And you mentioned the Council on National Policy and and Los Arkell. And maybe they should maybe we could get those two together and compete. Maybe a talent show to, to uh, <laughs> for, the, for the next election and decide who's going to rule over the new world order. I, again, I'm. I just really think that this is coming to the surface more and more because alternative media and and uh, and, and citizen journalists are are bringing it to the forefront. Okay, uh, that that that's good. I, I hope that's the case. Don, what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I, I agree with Tony for the to, for the most part, and uh, but I, again, there's something inside. Just like when we analyze, I talk about the politicians and all that stuff. Even in survival, the richest people reminded me. I barely mentioned the Rothschild. Because it's so shadowy behind the scenes, figures like that, and and people probably don't even know, you know that, that uh, you know I think the the rumor about the Illuminati was that you know they had like five people that, that ruled the world or something. I'm sure we probably don't know who any of them are, if that's the case. But I think there is something above all the things that we we right. dig for and we see. But I I just don't know that it's even noble. Yeah, maybe if you find that out, you definitely, you know, next on the body count. I don't know, but I, <laughs> I think certainly that we we had to try to expose what we can. So I think Bilderberger needs to be because on the surface of it, whatever it is, it is a gathering of the uh, the real movers and shakers on Earth. And if you had that many celebrities getting together, 
imagine that many people from the world of Hollywood and music and everything together. I mean, God, TMZ and he, they'd, be, they'd be breaking neck, spending every penny they had in their budget to cover it and interviewing every person they possibly could. The mainstream media would be drooling over what did they wear to it? You know, stuff. nobody cares what, you know, the royalty attending these things wear. They're just ignoring it. So, of course, the natural inclination anybody is to say, okay, well, there must be something sinister going on because why else wouldn't you, wouldn't you publish, you don't cover up the Democratic and, and, and Republican national conventions. You know, so this is, I think that it's just natural, obviously something, but yeah, they may be playing games with this. And the fact that they're kind of letting us, they don't really kind of hide it anymore. Yeah, I just think they don't care at this point. I mean, look, yeah. look we just went through it for two, two years. I mean, they get people, they shut down the entire world. At this point, I think they just probably shrug and say, you know, <laughs> we don't really have to cover up this Bilderberg thing anymore. I think, <laughs> I think our plan is working very well. <laughs> we don't have to cover up anything anymore. We just shut down the world and we didn't, we didn't have to pick up guns or anything. We're good. We're good. Don't worry about it, man. They don't know. They, they have no idea what's going on. Um, to your point, Don, I remember when J-Lo got married for the 18,000th time or whatever. And, uh, and she was trying to keep it under wraps. And cool. they had, I think she was marrying Mark Anthony. I have no freaking clue. They had a drone. Fly over her house because it was to in cover her house up from J-Lo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Took pictures and everything. It was all over the place and no such thing here, of course. But um, but yeah, no, you're right. Like if it, if it was a celebrity or something like that, it'd be all over the place. Um, like Johnny Depp, you know, but um, uh, other than that, you know, yes. <laughs> we don't we, we don't really get anything. Let me let me look at the chat. Wayne McCroy's in the chat. What's up, Wayne? How you doing, buddy? Uh, good to see you there, and, and uh, Harps is there. What's up, buddy? But somebody gave us a tip. Let me look who else. What's John up, Lisa? Cooper. How you doing? John Cooper. John Cooper, $50. Thank Yo, you. he gave us 50 wow. bucks. I thought it was wow. five. My, my vision is so bad. I'm like, he gave us $5. <laughs> Thank you, John. Yo, that's dope. 50 bucks. We appreciate you, man. That, that's, that's amazing, man. Thank you so much for your generosity. It means a lot to all three of us. Um, that, that's, that's incredible. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. And, and we're going to get to the rest of the chat before the end of, of the um, of the show. Uh, Lisa asked, is Elon a member? Right? How is Elon? That's a really good question. Has yeah, he ever been to is. Bilderberg? Do you know? Do you guys know? I do not know I that know. for a fact. But it sounds That's right. a good thing. Yeah, it's not, I would be shocked if he wasn't. It'd be, yeah, Bilderberg would be the place because he's kind of, uh, well, I don't know. It's interesting to see if he's a member of the CFR. I haven't looked at their membership list lately, but it would. I'd be, I'd be surprised if he wasn't that way. Yeah. Yeah, like I'd be surprised if he didn't at least receive an invite, you know. But, but yeah. it, And he would go. He would, he would certainly go if, if he did get one. Yeah. That's, a, that's a really good question. We'll look into that. Yeah. Will they be talking about gun control for the United States? Right. And I know this is a, a world event, but but uh, what's been going on here uh, since we last spoke, uh, all of us here on America Unplugged and, uh, you know, the 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 audience, uh, the, the the fourth member um, since since we last spoke, there's been another shooting, you know, um, that took place at a hospital. Four people died. The gunman killed himself, apparently. Um and we spoke about the copycat, the, the copycat uh, aspect of this stuff uh, last week. But but here we go, you know, and it's more ammunition for the left to use to take guns. And now um, Biden is uh, I think he's going to do a serious push here in New York. They've already introduced some legislation to to clamp down more 
Like, I mean, why would they even do it here? Like, it's, it's, we, nobody has, well, <laughs> nobody has legal guns anyway. Right. You know, everybody has illegal guns. And, and, and our boy, uh, Fidel Castro's son, Justin Trudeau, took the opportunity, <laughs> never let a good crisis go to waste, right? He's like, you know what? Let me take some guns, even though nothing happened up here. Let me take some guns and we'll blame it on, on, on America. You know, so, yeah. so yeah, this is what's going on now. Um, do, do you, what, what, all right. Honestly, what do you think will happen? Do you, do you think they're going to introduce uh, a nationwide, some type of, of, uh, of nationwide gun control measures as a result of everything that's been going down in the last few weeks? Go ahead, Tom. Uh, chances are very high. And this goes back to uh, President Trump, because he set the precedent to do that with the bump wow. stock ban. No president had ever signed an executive order curtailing the Second Amendment in any way. Oof. And President Trump did. So he's the precedent Trump with that. Wow. I think I think Biden will do it. You know, you go back. Um, Kamala Harris talked about that. If something isn't done, if I'm ever president. Right. She said, I will sign the executive orders. She will. Right. And the Supreme Court will back them up. If you recall, during Trump's presidency, he um, he tried to um, get away from Obama's uh, dreamer, you know, the executive order he yeah. signed for the for the dreamers, you know, the children of illegal aliens. And uh, the Supreme Court said, well, you really can't do that. You can't reverse a, an executive order. So we know where the Supreme Court is going to be on that. And uh, I think they'll try it. I mean, why not? Yeah. Uh, again, for them, um, it'll be a big battle. This is going to go on for a, a very long time. This is not going to calm down. The the powers that be want Americans disarmed, period. And they're going to use any means necessary to get that done. And whether some events are staged or whether some events are organic or just has to do with our declining culture, imploding culture, uh, who knows? But it will all be used. And, you know, I called it last week a, a drip campaign. Like you would advertise, it's just keeping it fresh on everybody's mind. You're not safe. The the guns and are in the wrong hands. We got to get the guns off the streets, and then it just becomes. Even Bill Maher was talking about this uh, last night. He said uh, that it didn't matter what type of gun it was. I was that's what the point I was making. You can pretty much do the same kind of damage with just regular guns, like just regular semi-autos or shotguns. You can do this kind of damage. Right. People have a way overblown i got in tr the comments were like you said assault weapon you said assault rifle and i'm like yeah i'm just giving you the nomenclature of what it's popularly right to. i don't think it's it's an assault weapon right uh because a, a 556 this is just a common automatic rifle right this is something that's used and these are these are not powerful rounds uh so i think people misunderstand weaponry and we're going to see they're going to go for the the assault weapons ban just like try to redo the 1990s there's going to be a lot of popular um, pushback on this. This is going to ha play into the 2022 election, but it's not going away. This subject is it's here to stay. Oh, this absolutely. is how the lines have been drawn. I think you're absolutely right. What's up, Dan? Yeah, and I, th I think that, uh, you know, as I've uh, been alluding to, you know, I, I look at uh, this kind of issue a little bit differently than, than both sides. And I, I, I'm beginning to think because you know, it's not the obviously the people that are really opposed to guns are not opposed to the, the inanimate objects themselves. Some guns are more equal than others, you know, quote, or because they're apparently they don't care at all about the guns. You know, were, were these guns, you know, because basically the way that the guns become the villains in these cases, yeah, you know, they're the animate objects. What why did the gun do that? You know, <laughs> to take this gun away, but guns do a lot more damage in the, at, you know, every city in this country pretty much every night, and uh, no one cares about those guns. 
like I said, are those, are those woke guns? Are they, uh, I don't know, are they cool guns? And, but the guns at the schools are really racist, white supremacist. I don't know what the hell, the conspiracy theory guns. I don't know. They're different. <laughs> we have to get rid of those, those guns because the other guns are cool. And if, if they cared, as I said, about guns, the group in this country that probably has proven more reckless and irresponsible with the use of guns would be our uh, militarized police officers. And nobody talks about them. Nobody talks about, well, you know, God, you guys have been really, you know, okay, school shooters, of course, they're, you know, they're irresponsible and insane, whatever you want to call it. But most of the time they're shot or killed themselves. So they're not around to, you know, to lecture afterwards. Cops are still around. They don't get punished most of the time. So you say, you know, you, you proved reckless and irresponsible. So we have to take your gun away from you. At least do that. They don't do that ever. Uh, same thing with our military. I mean, we've, we've proved pretty reckless with you talking about assault weapons. I mean, what are we using on these other countries? <laughs> assault weapons that you've never heard of. Uh, we proved pretty <laughs> reckless, like my friend, like my friend Cindy Sheehan has pointed out many times, you know, when they talk about climate change and the damage to the environment. How come nobody talks about what our military has done to the environment in these places? Nobody talks about that. And they don't talk about those weapons that they have, which are obviously something beyond the means of any individual, whether it's a school shooter or a, you know, a demented prepper or whatever, they could never have the kind of weapons they have. So we have to decide, okay, what is it that we don't let say, well, the, the, the founders never intended for people to have assault weapons. And again, as Tony alluded to, uh, I, I don't know that much about guns, but I know that any gun could kill you. So why does it matter so much if somebody if somebody's walking at a school with a weapon? Why does it matter what kind of weapon they have? And he killed, I don't know what this guy had, but he, he killed, what, 20-some people? So if that's the case, then okay, they say, well, you can't have a machine gun. Okay, well, I guess maybe you could kill more people with a machine gun. I don't know. But it's, I think they're looking at it the wrong way. And, of course, the reaction is always going to be, and it should be, they obviously don't want us to have guns. They don't. Yeah, they, they they don't like the Second Amendment. And I, as I wrote about crimes and cover-ups in American politics, uh, I showed how I documented and have all quotes from every founder, even Alexander Hamilton, who you know I don't like. Every one of them made it very clear in their in their in their writings that you know, of course, individuals have to have the right to, to bear arms, but you still have people on the left who say, "Well, that's not what a regulated militia means." Uh, they didn't mean that. Hey, there's people on the left that. The, the most extreme position is that they don't want individuals having guns, but they never care. They want to defund the police, but why don't they de-gun the police? <laughs> they don't care about the police having guns. They don't care about the military having guns. They just don't want you having it. And because yeah. maybe one day you might you might get the idea that, okay, that gun looks kind of cool on my wall. Or, uh, you know, I've been shooting a lot of skeet, but there's a lot of tyranny going on around here. And you might decide, hey, I'm going to use these things to protect myself from this tyrannical government, because that, that was the whole idea. The Second Amendment wasn't written because they thought people would be not target shooting. Uh, you know, maybe of course you need to have guns even more so back then people shot their own food and, you know, so hunted more. But still the main reason was they just fought a revolution and they had the Minutemen and all the people that had individual weapons. So it was very important to them to say, well, you know, if this government gets out of hand, you know, people, people gotta have weapons. We don't wanna go through this again. And that was the whole idea behind it. But the people that run things today, they don't have any of that history. In fact, if I brought that up, they'd say, oh, I guess you're talking about all those racists to own slaves. Like, well, anything we talk about at that time, you're going to be talking about that. It all gets mixed up into something like that. But um, I look at it a little differently. And I, I don't, so far they haven't really, 
you know, Biden talked the other day, he said, we finally, and that's why, you know, the do something thing that I just wrote was based on that because people want them to do something and to do something is to restrict individuals' rights to bear arms. Well, you can't have this kind of weapon or that kind of weapon. We'll pick and choose. Uh, we'll decide which one you can have and what you can have. And I, you know, just like I'm a purist on free speech, I think you have to have a pure, you have to be a purist on gun ownership as well. I don't think you can put, that's a slippery slope. If you say you can't have this, then you're not going to have that. Well, you know, when you handguns, remember back in the left, the old day, handguns kill. It's all about let's ban handguns. And there's a substantial number of people out there who want to do that still. And um, so again, we, we need to guard the Bill of Rights, but at this point, it's been so diluted. So look what they've done to the First Amendment. So I, and I wish more people who cared about the Second Amendment would couple that with the First Amendment and the Fourth Amendment, uh, Fifth Amendment, all of them, because they're all important. And uh, they are they have trampled on our rights. It's not just the right to own, to own guns. But that obviously is the first and foremost thing that comes out of these school shootings. But the, the second one is increased security and to crack down on your civil liberties while having increased security somehow doesn't prevent these school shootings from happening. But, but this is what you get every time. Increased security, crack down on civil liberties, and at least talk about we need to do something about the guns. So we'll see if Biden actually does something about the guns. But so far, they really don't. It's all, it's a, it's all, it's all talk. Right. It's kind of like Trump on everything. You know, it's just, well, we're, we're going to do this, but Nothing gets done, and then the same thing happens. The next school shooting happens. Oh my God! How many times is this going to happen? I mean, how many shootings did we have this week? You had the one at the the hospital, which is an interesting theme there, where the guy was upset at, at his uh, back surgeon or something. So, but he he, he must have been okay something for like the back surgery because because he, he was able to go to the place and shoot up everybody. So he was like right. he's bedridden or something. So I don't surgery was successful. It seems like, and there's another one. Like, <laughs> was it the church a church parking lot in Iowa or something? I, I, they're just coming one right after the other. So I guess everybody's, uh, the school shooters are waking up from the, the long COVID nightmare. And uh, maybe we'll hear from ISIS soon because I don't know where the terrorists That's are. Right. They've gone to sleep too. They need to make a comeback as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The VH1, where are they now thing? <laughs> ISIS. ISIS. Where, where are they now? <laughs> exactly. Do you know what, Billy, I found a clip, uh, we are doing show prep, and this is a, a link to Revolver.News, and this is kind of in line with what we're talking about last week with the anomalies of Uvalde, and how uh, Don and I talked about this, the, the amount of money that this kid had, you know, like, I don't have that amount of money now. That's so funny. <laughs> you laughed at that, but I, I've got this link I want to I want to uh, play that's a small clip from a staff sergeant, it looks like he's in the the regular army, but they just did the math on these weapons. And I wanted to play it real quick. So the Texas shooter had a Sabre Dynamics M4. That's $1,200. He had a Daniel Defense M4. That was $2,700. He had magazines for every round that he had. That was, what did you say? It was, we figured out a thousand for the magazine, thousand for magazines. He has 1,600 rounds, 5.56 five, a dollar a round. Unless you're shooting 300 blackout, then it's even more expensive. So 5.56, five, he has 1,600 rounds. That's $1,600 on top of that. He had a handgun. They haven't said what kind of handgun he had. So I'm pretty sure he had ammo with that, just, just in case. Throw another 100 bucks into that. Mm. Handgun, anywhere from, I say, three to 900. We'll say 600 just to be exact. Uh, plate carrier with no plates, that's 200 that's adds up plus with tax over nine thousand dollars. How did a eighteen year old no job, no credit, 
get all that? That is the question. Yes. Now, I, I'm under the impression that he had a job, but there are so many conflicting sto stories. Uh, when, Wendy's, that, wasn't it? I think Wendy's. Right, that, that he wasn't going to school. That he had dropped out of school and that he was going to Wendy's. He was doing the Wendy's thing. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's still a whole crap load of money, not to mention the car. Whose car was that? I mean, uh, it, it was apparent. I, I mean, I, I And he know. couldn't drive. <laughs> he told he couldn't drive. It's a mess. The, the whole narrative is a mess. You know, but but there are a lot of people opening question, uh, openly questioning uh, the money aspect of this. You know, yeah. on on Fox News, they were doing it the other day. You know, uh, Jean uh, Pirro, I forget her name. I always forget her name. Um, Jean Pirro. Yeah, her. She was openly talking about the money aspect of this. You know, and 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 now the the clip that Tony played, and I mean, it's it's gone around on Instagram. You know, the the. I don't know what to call them uh, where people are actively questioning this on Instagram, but they, they, they question a lot of things, but I think it's crossed over to the mainstream. I think a lot of people are thinking like, how did he get all this stuff? You know, how did he get all this money? And, and, and does Wendy's uh, can, can that account for it? Right? Like, I mean, are you saving every single thing? You could pull Cause I mean, <laughs> right. Pull his, pull his w how much? Uh, net did right. he go ahead. So, yeah. Go ahead. Don't. Right. Just, I mean, that's, you could get that, you could access that information. You know? Right. And again, I, I, there's no way that this kid did this on his own. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, I don't have, that's a 10 grand for weapons. I mean, come on. What, 18 yeah. years old? What is this? Wendy's. And I think every, every, anybody who, any, any, any Wendy's employee would probably chime right in and, and tell you how long it would take them to save $9,000. My guess is uh, never. <laughs> you know, would be my guess. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, we, we know that 70 some percent of Americans live paycheck to paycheck and have less than a thousand dollars in savings. Uh, uh, certainly, that applies point. to every employee of Wendy's. I mean, you're talking yeah, about the bottom of the of the, of the uh, weight scale. So the idea, and and not to mention, you mentioned the truck that he wrecked. First thing he did to get attention that somehow didn't get attention when he and then he gets out and starts firing for 12 minutes, it still doesn't get attention. But once he wrecked the wrecked the truck, which apparently was fairly expensive, I don't know what that was worth. So that's an additional expense. And we're told he didn't know how to drive. We're yeah. told he lived in a he lived in a four hundred square foot. He was living in abject poverty. He was sleeping on a, a mattress on the floor with his grandmother, who he shot in the face, but apparently survived. I can't figure out what happened to her. So she's must be she's alive. Lady. I don't know. Yes, wow. I, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know how many alive. people survived. Got to the face. Wow. But, yeah, but but so he. I thought uh, she was dead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish up now. That's what I. That's what I thought. And so, uh, looking at those circumstances, what it, we know that seventy some percent of Americans, including people that make a lot more than he makes at Wendy's, not that they make much, but they make more at Wendy's. Again, it's bottom scale. I don't care how much overtime right. you work, and uh, <laughs> you're not going to be able to say you save nine hundred dollars, let alone nine thousand uh, dollars. You're going to be like the, the people I know, the people my son knows, the blue collar workers. Now the reality is that. They don't. They don't drive cars anymore. automobiles. Not back in my day. Blue collar workers like me, we all had cars. Not now. So this kid was the epitome. So I didn't. What do you call a Wendy's worker? It's not even a blue collar worker. What do you call like a, a black collar worker? I don't even know what the hell you call it. But it's not. It's not even that level. And so obviously he couldn't have afforded any automobile, let alone a truck, especially when he didn't know how to drive. Where was he going to drive this? And so none of this makes any sense. That's why I say they. They should hope that this was a hoax in one of the many drills they do at schools that uh, went live like they do sometimes. 
uh, because this is a real event. They have a lot of splaining to do because there are questions everywhere. None of this narrative makes any sense. And as you mentioned, even some people in the mainstream are, are questioning the money aspect of it, which is all good. Right. Keep questioning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. All good. Keep questioning it. I also heard, and I don't know how true this is, that he didn't even use those guns, that he left them in the truck. He used something else altogether. That, 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 I don't know what's real and what's not anymore when it comes to this. Like it, it, all, all types of reports all over the place. I want to get to your article, Don. We're going to do that right now. But before we do that, I want to ask everybody, who will buy an America Unplugged shirt? Because I just came up, Don, I mean, Tone, of course, Tone would. Um, but <laughs> Don said, uh, uh, what is it? Degun the police. And, and you know, <laughs> we're doing that. Degun the police. America Unplugged. <laughs> All in black. We're doing it. It's going to get done. It's, it's, it's going to get done at some point. So just giving you a heads up. Maybe we'll give some out. Maybe, maybe we'll, uh, we'll have some made and, uh, and, and we'll give them out. You know, yeah, you that, have another dope. one like uh, earn fat stacks at Wendy's. Like have some rich guy just like, Wendy's could use this as a high, as a recruitment. I mean, just use this guy as a recruitment. Now look what you can get. Right? You can buy $10,000 worth of weapons, a big truck, man. We're, we're hiring today. Come on. <laughs> I own a gold and silver shop and a gym. And the guy spent more on the weapons than I spent on my car. My my God, man. My God, man. I think it was you. I think it was you on, on your show yesterday that you were talking about that people were making 100 grand or 250 grand and they're living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, and I can yeah. see that. Really, I can. So, okay. Don, a stage is yours. Let's talk about your article. Uh, well, no, it was based on the do something thing. And I called it do something because uh, this is the cry that we get from the public all the time. Do something. And it's, it's always related to typically in today's woke left, which runs the narrative. It's, and I didn't really go into climate change, but it applies to that too. It's basically we need to do something about or racism or something like that. Do something, do something. And it's never clear, there but they, they don't do something about the things that obviously need to be done. And first and foremost would be the, the infrastructure, which we walk around. We all see that somebody needs to do something about that. You know, if your roof is leaking and your your windows are broken, and that's your infrastructure in your house, are you gonna are you not gonna do anything about that? You're just gonna go buy out the most expensive meal you possibly can and take it to the neighbors because it's basically what we do, um, and then blow their house up afterwards. You know, that's pretty much what America does, but we don't do anything. So the reason why libertarians and now even anarchists are, and I can't argue with anarchists anymore because the authorities are so corrupt. I can't, well, you know, how do I defend these authorities' right to wield power over us? I can't because the power they wield is so irresponsible, it's so unfair, it's so unjust, so inconsistent. So at this point, I have no argument with the anarchists. I don't want to be an anarchist because, you know, you have to have some kind of structure to have a society, but we kind of have crappies of anarchists. When you look at it, the infrastructure, that looks like the infrastructure of uh, of an anarchy, doesn't it? It looks like there's nobody in charge, <laughs> just letting it go. That's what it looks like to me when you look at the uh, the, the lights going out. We're talking about rolling power blackouts, all these things, uh, food shortages. All this stuff looks like we're living in an anarchy, doesn't it? I mean, really, I mean, you have something like uh, you have we we still have more people in prison than the world has ever seen because of the three strikes and out and you're out uh, laws. Joe Biden, by the way, was one of the ones who wrote that law. <laughs> I'll never forget that. But on the other hand, we had guys like this guy Gascon out there in, in uh, 
California and other Soros finance prosecutors that don't want to prosecute violent crime anymore. So it's very, it, it's, 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 it's just a mess. There's no, as I said uh, in the article, I think that every person in prison right now has a right to d- demand a release because the system is so inconsistent. There are so many guilty people walking around from deep uh, state swamp criminals that have, you know, done tremendously high crimes, sometimes in the case of the Clintons and Bushes, you're talking about decades worth of crimes, are gone unpunished. They they will never go. But so people like that and just people that uh, all the shoplifters, for instance, California, place like that, where they say, no no problem. Come on in. We're not going to prosecute anymore. Well, then why is any shoplifter in prison? Every shoplifter in prison say, hey, look, hey, remember me over here? (laughs) I need to be released now because it's legal. Same thing if they they legalize uh, marijuana, every person that's in prison for that should be released because it's legal now, right? But the law doesn't work that way, and that's why no one can respect it. So my whole point was about do something is that uh, at this point, we should hope they don't do something. That's why we look at somebody like Calvin Coolidge, who end up being our greatest president because he did nothing. And that's, you know, at this point, you know, this is, that's about all we can. And that's why I think Donald Trump, in retrospect, his presidency was actually, was, and that's why I think things were running better, because he did nothing. He just talked and tweeted a lot, but he really didn't do anything. And that's, I think, the secret of success in this, this corrupt American system is, <laughs> is not to do anything. And so uh, that's, you know, so maybe we're going to start a political party. Do nothing, the do nothings. Remember, they had the do nothings back then, the no nothings back then. So we'll have the do nothings. And uh, at this point, I would probably vote for a do nothing party everything else because look, look at what's happened because Biden, these people, they've done something and everything can be done is wrong. So the country, and that's the problem. If you ask them to do something, I, I, in my lifetime, I've been following politics closely since the 70s. And uh, the only two pieces of legislation in my life that I thought were good was the Freedom of Information Act in the 70s. And, and even that has been fought tooth and nail by the intelligence agencies, but at least it was passed. It's the only good thing to come out of the, the Democrats winning the House after Watergate and everything, and they, they did pass that. And the other one was uh, Newt Gingrich's uh, on the other side when in part of his contract with America was to, to hold a provision to hold Congress finally uh, accountable to the same laws that they had to buy. So, for instance, they didn't have to have the civil rights laws anymore. They could have had all white staff, all straight staff, didn't matter, all male staff. They could do that because they weren't uh, the, the civil rights laws. No laws applied to them, and people didn't know that until. So I, I give Gingrich credit for that, and it was instituted at least for a while. I have a feeling it's been watered down or now, now not in, in, in place anymore. But those are the only two things. Everything else that I hoped for: term limits, a real investigation of the Kennedy assassination, uh, real upgraded of uh, the infrastructure, an audit of the Federal Reserve, all the things that a lot of us have hoped for for so long ending the senseless wars, bringing the troops home. We lose every time. We've lost every time. So uh, this, because whenever they do something, it's the wrong thing. So count me in behind the do nothings. I'm going to start a political party. Do nothings. Maybe we'll we'll sweep the country. (laughs) Do nothing. (laughs) I once read that um, Harry Truman was knocking Cal Coolidge. He said he was the, he was the president that got the most sleep in the white house of anybody. And I thought, good. <laughs> Thank you for not, for not messing things up. Uh, and I love old silent cow. You know, the business of America is business, right? Yeah. Wow. The the, the do nothing party originated right I'm, here on America Unplugged. Don't forget it. You were you you have been part of history right now. 
sitting right here. <laughs> the the no do nothing no. party, just, just like Seinfeld, which is a very successful, one of the most successful uh, uh, sitcoms in the history of sitcoms. It, it was a show about nothing. I think Don is on to yes. something here. We, we, we're going to start the political party of nothing. It's going to be just great. Just say no, right? Just say no. Right? Everything. Just, like just say no to say. Just say no. That's right. <laughs> just say no. They fell for that once before, right? It was catchy then. They bring it back. Just say no. Just, just say no. no. Yeah, that'll be it. That'll be it. That's what we're doing. It's America Unplugged, ladies and gentlemen. An hour has gone by. Um, what's up, everybody in the chat? Um, Tony Atterburn, tell the people where they can find you. Well, you can find me at arterburn.news. And of course, the sole sponsor to America Unplugged is wisewolf.gold. And um, yeah, I've been working on that, been working on getting America Unplugged a landing page for, for that. And of course, we got the website, americaunplugged.com. You can um, message the show, you can leave us a voicemail, and it has all of the shows, all of Don's materials up there as well. And uh, we also got uh, donaldjeffries.media. Of course, uh, Don will tell you all about that. Well, well, we should start taking calls. At some point, man, that that would be dope if we can make it happen. I know the technology yeah. is uh is what it is, Mr. Hatterburn, but I mean let's let's try to figure it out if we can. That would that would be nice. Um everybody on Rockfin, everybody on YouTube, thank you very much. Cave Manly, White Wolf, uh Chris in the chat. Who else we got? Um Alan Holman, what's up, Alan? How you doing, buddy? Um there were others. No limits. What's up, no limits? Thank you for the kind words. We appreciate you. Lisa in the chat over on Rockfin, and we got, you know, the, the usual suspects over there, Tom, Tom Cooper, um, Wayne McCroy. What's up, buddy? Always. Thank you for being here. Harps is there. Uh, what else? Well, there were more people. More people. There were so many more people. There were tons of people. A lot of people. <laughs> um, hold on for a second. Uh, monkey. What's up, Monkey? How you doing? Uh, who else we got? Let me see. America Unplugged was in there, too. How you doing, Tone? Um, I think that's it. It was it was a, an intimate chat uh, this week, um, but but we appreciate everybody who who came out. And and next week, if you're listening and you want to chat, come out, come over to Rockfin or the YouTube channel and, and and chat with us. We appreciate all of you. All right, we out of here. Are we are we done? Is it time to go? Yeah. I think it's time to go. Let me yeah. see. Play us out, Mr. Atterburn. You got it. Playing us out.